Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome, everyone, to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and today I'm joined by Brad Allen, Financial Advisor. Got a great topic for you today. More and more folks we're talking to just don't have a pension. Remember the good old days where you'd sit down and, you know, your employer would say, if you stick with us for the rest of your career, you're going to be taken care of for the rest of our lives. But... Many of us just don't have that option anymore, and it's really up to you to create your own pension to increase your retirement security. So let's explore a couple of questions, Brad, and maybe how we address this with some of our clients. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, one of the big things with, with pensions is, like you said, only you know 20% of companies still offer them out there. It used to be 60%, so it's, it's just one of those things that you don't have as much anymore. So one of the big questions people always ask is, why should people consider creating their own type of income stream in retirement. Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, we really used to think, and sometimes we still use this analogy of the three-legged stool in retirement. So for the folks listening today, the way that would work is imagine a stool you're sitting on that has three legs to balance it. One of those legs was your Social Security. We talk a lot about, you know, we're going to have later this spring some classes coming up specifically on Social Security, mm -hmm. about 500 different ways, Brad, to maximize that. Yeah, those are the, the number one questions we get. There's so many different ways on doing it. Which one works out best for us? And that's what we'll be talking about at those classes. Yeah, it's challenging. A lot of folks don't have the resources to figure out how to do that. But imagine that income stream, Social Security. You sit down with Brad. You maximize that. That becomes one of the legs of your income stool. Before, a lot of us had pension. You know, and that's really the topic today. That's a, an item that's really disappearing. So maybe that analogy isn't as strong as it used to. And, of course, the third leg was your retirement savings or what we would call the nest egg. So now that employer-sponsored pensions are becoming a thing of that past, Imagine you're sitting on that stool with two legs, Brad. You know, that might to balance it, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be a little awkward. You're a little more fit than I am. Maybe <laughs> you could handle that better than I could. I doubt but it. there, you know, there's some strategies though we can do to replace that leg and really make that stable. You know, and I really think it's a concern that so many folks have. You know, we get a big question in the office: Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Right. You know, it's what we would refer to as longevity risk. But, you know, income can solve that, right? I mean, we talk about that New York Times uh, study that they did a number of years back, interviewed 100,000 folks over the age of 65, and they were asking what makes you the happiest in retirement. Well, financially, of course, not emotionally. But, right. you know, we found, I don't know, when you read it, I was a little bit surprised, frankly. Yeah. I thought, what a silly question to ask, kind of pointless. I thought it was maybe one of these ridiculous studies that they wasted a lot of money on. I thought clearly people were going to say, the more money I have, the happier I am. Right. But that wasn't the answer. No. 
No. You know, what we found out was folks reported to be the happiest financially when they had the most income in retirement. And I know that's hard to get your mind around, but imagine you're a multimillionaire. You know, they, too, worry about outliving their money. Maybe their lifestyle is a little bit bigger. They want to give more money away, set, you know, different trusts up or whatever the case might be. But they have some of the same fears. But for the folks that have those income streams and their three-legged stool is stable, right. what do they worry, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean they spend whatever they want, and they got new checks new coming check out of first. Every month. And, and, the, and the same check comes on the same day every single month. It pays this, this, and this bill. So it's just not something you have to worry about. And out of sight, out of mind, it's, it's less stressful. Yeah, and, you know, I think we talk about the budget a lot. You don't have to worry about it quite as much if you're living within that income stream. Boy, does that solve a lot of stuff. Now, a little bit less concerned about risk, too, right? right? I mean, one of the things we talk about, you know, if you're set up at the wrong risk tolerance and, you know, God forbid 2008 comes along, market corrects, and your portfolio loses 40%, now you're saying, can I go to the movies? You know, can right. I can I buy some of the luxury items like gas? Egg? I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, can I buy some of those luxury items that I used to? And you know, and I think that's why it's so important. That the first thing that we do when somebody comes into the office is we talk about a budget. You need to know what you're spending before you can kind of create any kind of income plan that that's gonna you know take care of that spending. It's really important. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Brad, but I find a lot of my clients it's uncomfortable, right? I yeah. mean, it's not fun. I mean, how many people really want to sit down, track all the receipts, how much did I spend on bubble gum, what, what did I spend at Starbucks, you know. It's it's really a pain on a lot of levels, but it, it's such a crucial step, right, because we have some yeah. incredible technology today where we're, we can plug in all of your assets, we can have great conversations about taxation. Brad, you can maximize your Social Security, mm-hmm. you know, we can implement some tax strategies, but... The big key, as you mentioned, is that budget. And if we don't have a good number there, it's just garbage in, garbage out. Right. And and it's really about, too, what's going to drop off? Because you might have a mortgage now, but will you have that 10 years into retirement? Or or maybe a car payment? Or maybe the kids are in college and you're helping them out? All that plays its part in how successful you're going to be down the road. Yeah, and I think those keys are awesome. I think it begins with starting with some of those basics and really understanding what we're spending because then we can pretty accurately project, you know, how long will my money last? And that big question that we always hear, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? That that becomes a more solvable scenario so long as we have a tight budget number. And then we can talk about, you know, if we're not fortunate enough to have a pension, right. you know, how do we supplement that and how do we create an income stream so you're not as worried about that. Right. And oftentimes, I'll tell you what, uh, you know better than anybody, when somebody comes in the office, you have a couple, it's usually one one person in that couple that takes care of all the finances, know what, knows what the budget is, balances the checkbook. The other person just doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So to be able to come in together and have everything in one plan so you know exactly what's going out, where it goes, all that, kind of, it's, it's just so important. Really important. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about what is a pension. We keep referencing the pension. What is the pension and what are some ways we can replace that? Stay with us, Retirement Ready, on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Today we're discussing what happens if you don't have a pension from your employer. You have to create your own income stream. You know, we all have that fear. Am I going to outlive my money? You know, am I going to be okay? It's what we call longevity risk, Brad. Right, yeah. The thought about living your money, you know, people are living longer and longer today, and, and that means their money has to last longer and longer. And how do you make, uh, how, do you, how do you have your money do that when you have to start pulling back on risk and, you know, all that kind of stuff we always talk about? Excellent. Before we jump in, what I want to do, Brad, you know, we call ourselves the Education First Firm. I want to break that down and really talk about 
what a pension is. But for folks that have questions, we would love to entertain your questions. You can email us anytime throughout the week, and we'll have a session here where we talk about the questions we got throughout the week at questions at retirementreadyshow.com. That's questions at retirementreadyshow.com. So, Brad, if you could break down for us, you know, what, what is a pension? What does that look like for those that are fortunate enough to still have it? Yeah, so with, with any employer-sponsored benefit plan, um, it's, it's, it's not a contribution plan. It's a benefit plan, which means they're going to give you a pension. You know, you've worked hard your whole life with this company, and in return they're saying, we're going to take care of you the rest of your life. So your employer contributes money to the plan during your working years, and then it's paid to you in retirement, usually on a monthly basis. So it, it usually is distributed as a monthly check once you reach a certain age. And then the amount you receive typically increases based on the number of years you've worked with the company. And some fun facts here, in 1998, 60% of employees were covered by a pension. Wow. At the end of 2015, only 20% of Fortune 500 companies were offering pension plans. So quite a big change in not too long of a period. Yeah, and again, I think it's that old adage, like like with Social Security, right? The government was going to take care of you, and if you stuck with one employer... You know, worked your entire career. You said, "Boy, I'm going to be taken care of." Maybe in some industries, even you took a little bit less pay because you knew that was coming. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and we, I think I've even seen with some of my clients where the pension fund or the company goes belly up, and now that pension they were counting on, even if they had that benefit, is gone. It's a scary thought, you know. And you and I teach have been teaching these classes, these education classes, for years now. And every single year, more less and less hands go down when right. they ask about how many people have pensions. So we definitely see it every day, and something that you need to plan out for. Yeah, and I think, you know, when it comes to the pension, if you think it through, it makes sense, right? Because with the pension, and we talk about this in our classes, for those of you who are interested in getting a little bit more educated, at Drake & Associates, we are an education-first firm. We offer some great classes. You can always see the upcoming schedule at retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. Or during the week, you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409. Four zero nine seven two two six, and they can get you registered. Let you know what's coming up. We are getting pretty full up, filled yeah. up in March, but I'm I'm amazed. You know, I used to before you were on board. Even I did these twice a week, every week. It's right. just simply how we uh, educated the public and met new folks. And today, maybe we're able to do it about once or twice a month. But they filled up so quick, we had to add a couple of extra sessions this month. This month, we're talking about required minimum distribution. So. That's the distribution you take at 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. It can be a little scary and confusing for folks. Yeah. And a lot of people don't plan for it. They find themselves in a much higher tax bracket than they expected. A lot of the cases are, are that, and they just don't have, have any idea or haven't thought about that in the past. Right, know? right, and it can really sting you. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I meet folks in their 70s that tell me they're in a higher tax bracket now than right. when they were working. And, you know, my guess is we didn't all work so hard to have such a big chunk going to Uncle Sam. Right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about required minimum distribution, Social Security. Brad's going to talk to you at the class about some ways to maximize that, right? If mm-hmm. we again think about this retirement income stool, it's important to maximize that because if you know you can get them some more income that way, we don't have to touch the nest egg, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that there's still spousal benefits available. You know, all these uh, divorce spousal benefits and all sorts of stuff. When I say there's 500 ways that you can take it, there really is, and uh, we won't go through all 500 that day, but uh, <laughs> let's hope not. But we'll go through some of the ones that are, are, are the, the most common that we see on a regular basis. And then I think the other big topic we'll cover at these next classes is this new tax bill, right? Oh, yeah. I mean. I think everybody's favorite question, what's in it for me, right? <laughs> How does it affect me? Is this going to change my tax situation? But more importantly, does this present some opportunity? Yeah. Right? We talk about Roth conversions a lot. 
if, you know, this is a temporary individual tax cut, mm-hmm. if it's temporarily putting us in a lower effective tax rate, maybe it's an incredible opportunity to convert some pre-tax dollars into after-tax, get that growing tax-free, coming out tax-free. That means more dollars, more longevity, or tax-free money to your beneficiaries, if that's important to you. It's huge. I mean, tax strategies can play even a bigger part than what stocks or funds or bonds do you have. Tax strategies can make you so much money over a span of time if you do it the right way, and that's what we'll talk about. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, you know, of course, obviously it's important to talk about fiduciary versus broker. Can we, you know, look at products that have lower fees, better returns? All really important questions, but Mm -hmm. I think you hit it on the head. When we can maximize a tax strategy, that can have a phenomenal impact for somebody. Absolutely. You know, so we'll we'll talk about those in the next class. Love to have you there. Again, retirementreadyshow.com, or you can call the office during the week at 414-409-7226, and we'll get you registered for those. And after the break here, we're going to break down some ways to create your own pension. So if you're not fortunate enough, not in uh, working for a company that provides a pension anymore, which is probably a lot of us, right. how can I solve that problem? I don't want that two-legged stool. I want to be a little bit more balanced. So what do we do there? Come back to us at Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Lincoln Associates, and I'm joined today by Brad Allen, Financial Advisor, and we're discussing a great topic. You know, what if you're not fortunate enough to have your own pension? What do you do? So we left off, Brad, kind of considering some options. So what are some ways, if my company doesn't offer a pension, maybe they offer a 401K, or maybe they don't even offer that, but if I don't have a pension option available, you know, how do I create that for myself? Yeah, it's one of those things. You, you want to look at an income stream. What can come to you on a monthly basis, whether that's from an IRA in the market and you're just saying, I want this much uh, per month. One of the other things people will, will start to look at are annuities. It's a, it's a big topic out there. Annuities, scary. Yeah. Scary topic. Yeah. Some, some people like annuities. Some don't like them. You know, so we'll go through the different types of annuities that, that are out there and, and maybe what might be a good fit for some folks. So annuities can increase your retirement confidence. A recent survey asked retirees if they're, if they're confident, will they be able to maintain their desired lifestyle in retirement? Uh, among those who own an annuity, 73% were confident that they can keep their lifestyle in retirement. And among those who do, do not own an annuity, that number drops down to 64%. So an annuity is backed by an insurance company. It can br- provide you with a steady stream of income for the rest of your life. And there are four different types of annuities out there. So uh, you want to run through some of the the types of annuities that there are? Yeah, let's talk about that because I think it's a topic, you know, we get a lot. Folks are confused about annuities. You know, somebody says stay away from them. Other people, that's all they want to sell. And, you know, I think like most things, the right balance is probably somewhere in between for Mm -hmm. some folks. I mean, there's no financial product that's a one glove that fits all certainly. But CDs really fall into one of four categories the first type uh, we may be familiar with, oftentimes they're sold by a bank or maybe different investment folks, but they're called fixed annuities. And they're very similar if you think of them like a CD. You put money in for a set amount of time, and that's what's referred to as the accumulation phase, and it grows at a fixed rate. Fixed annuities are pretty easy to understand because there's typically not a lot of moving parts. 
and you know on the front end exactly what you're going to receive. There's right. no variability, mm-hmm. can't lose money. Not right? worried about the market going down. Right. Or up. Yeah. A lot of stability there. And so I think it's important, though, with any type of insurance product, you always want to look at the stability of the financial company you're working with. Right. You know, but say a five-year fixed uh, annuity today is going to pay you somewhere around 3% per year. Mm-hmm. So typically a little bit better interest rate than what you get from a bank. And you also pick up tax deferral, where right now we're in tax time. A lot of us got those 1099-I statements, so you have to pay tax on the interest on your CD, mm-hmm. um, even if you didn't take it out. Right. But, you know, this is a way you cannot get that 1099-I. So if you're in a sensitive tax situation, it's a way to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. The second type is what we would call an income annuity, or sometimes referred to as a single premium immediate annuity, sometimes called a SPIA. Mm-hmm. And that's typical to your pension at work. In fact, depending on the size of your company, they may be buying an income annuity when you retire. So you give a company a lump sum amount of money, and they turn that into a steady stream of income. Let's say you get a deposit monthly like you would on a traditional pension. And you're not going to get as much return from an immediate annuity, but you'll have a couple things. You'll have a predictable cash flow, and you'll know you can't outlive it. Because like a Social Security or a traditional pension, they give you the guarantee that they're going to pay you for a lifetime. For the rest of your life. So those are the Mm -hmm. pros, excuse me, but certainly some cons. Downsides might be you lose control of your money. Right, you no longer have access. That's to one it. of the biggest fears I get when somebody comes in. And they're worried. There's somebody, you know, pitched them an annuity, and, and and they're worried about giving up control. Will this money go down to my beneficiaries if anything happens to me? And with some of these, you have to be very careful about that fine print. Yeah, and there's a lot of different options on that income stream that you pick. So you want to make sure right. you're educated about those options mm-hmm. and shop around amongst financially stable companies. You want to get the best return, so you want to get the most bang for your buck. Probably not a fit for everybody, but in particular, if your retirement savings are low, you think you have longevity in a family, or maybe you're not as good at budgeting, Mm -hmm. this is a way to get that lump sum away from you, get a guaranteed income stream, so it may be an option for some of us. The third type is called a variable annuity. Now, these are different than a fixed, and that you're taking on some market risk. Yeah, that's right in the title, right? Variable means it can go up, can go down. Yeah, and, and with these, you're you're able to pick various investments. So upside certainly may be market's doing well. You're going to have more earning potential than a fixed annuity. You know, downside market corrects, unlike the fixed, where you can't lose anything. You know, these can and will go down. Right. I would say it's probably one of the least understood products. A lot of people come in. They have a lot of complex riders, death benefit riders, lifetime income riders, guaranteed minimum income benefits, and right. A lot of people get confused by that. Those are great benefits if you need income. Sometimes they'll have a guaranteed increase per year. But you're seeing a lot of consumer advocates, you know, come out against these, Mm -hmm. in particular the high fees. I think the last national average I saw was over 3%. Sometimes we see these variable annuities that have in excess of 5% in fees. So, again, an area to be careful, but you are taking on market risk, could have better earning potential. But you want to be careful. So we're going to head to a break, but when you come back, we're going to talk to you about indexed annuities, or sometimes called fixed indexed annuities, and how to think about those. And we'll also talk to you about how to create income from stocks and ETFs. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. 
Today we're talking about income streams. Everybody likes income, right, bro? Income is important. How yeah. about we cut your income? What do you think of that? I don't think so. No, not happening. <laughs> All right, I thought I'd ask. But folks, maybe you want to email in and, and you guys can vote whether I should cut Brad's income or not. I'm giving him a hard time. But seriously, if you want to send in questions, we'd love to answer your questions here on the radio. You can do that at questions at retirementreadyshow.com. That's questions at retirementreadyshow.com. And we left off, Brad, talking about different types of annuities. So we covered the income annuities. Those look like a pension. Mm -hmm. Upsides, you get that lifetime income stream. Don't have to worry about outliving your money. Downside, you lose control. If you don't choose the right option, insurance company may keep your balance if you pass away early. That's a scary thought for a lot of people, yeah. I mean, if if the the company takes the the remainder of what's left, I mean, you want that money ideally to go to your family. So uh, you want to make sure you look at that fine print. And then there's a fixed index annuity, CD-like. We say, I want a five-year, 3% a year, you know, pretty simple to follow. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the variable annuities. Upside certainly should be some more earning potential. You're in the market, but you're taking on the market risk. Generally can be considerably higher fees, so you want to watch out for High that. High fees, and can be very confusing, too, as far as, you know, any, any type of product. The fine print can be very confusing. But what I often find is when somebody has an annuity, they don't know exactly how it works, and, and that's something that we love to teach and use as education in some of the classes as well. How do these things actually work, and, and how does it work for you in retirement? Yeah, I think that's important. The last type we didn't get to yet is what's called a fixed-indexed or sometimes are referred to as an equity-indexed annuities. Now, these have become popular. You know, a lot of folks that get their insurance license, important to remember, you know, annuities, life insurance, that's the only product that they can sell. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean an annuity or life insurance isn't important, but, you know, I think it's always important to understand who you're talking to, what are their licenses, what can they legally talk about, are they a fiduciary? Right. Big topic we talk about. Huge. And I think with the fiduciary rule, you're going to see more of these type of fixed products coming uh, coming out. Just because in retirement, you want to make sure that you're, you're protecting some of your principal and, and necessarily with a, a variable annuity that might not do that. So um, definitely might see more of these. But again, you want to look at the fine print. You want to make sure you know what you're paying in fees and all that kind of stuff. And I think the biggest thing that you mentioned right off the bat is balance. I don't think it's it's the right thing to put everything you have into to one basket. So, you know, just balancing out your portfolio so that you have a place to draw from in the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, I think that's important. And as fiduciary standard, for those of you that may not be familiar with that language, there's different types of licenses. Some people act as a broker. Some act as a investment advisor or fiduciary. Certainly no right or wrong answers. But I think as consumers today, we have to educate ourselves on what we're dealing with. And a fiduciary has to legally put your interests ahead of their own. And this new law keeps getting postponed, unfortunately, but hopefully it comes into play someday. It says when it comes to your retirement accounts, a financial advisor, insurance agent will have to. They won't have a choice to not to act as a fiduciary. Right. Yeah, it's gotten pushed back a, a couple times now. But what I think it has done is it, it, it's given some people questions. And, and a lot of consumers are questioning, is my advisor a fiduciary or um, are they making commissions and that kind of stuff? And I think that's the most important part, just to have some education in who you're working with. Yeah, that's really important. It's simple as asking. If you're not sure, you know, ask your advisor, are you a fiduciary? It's not a complicated answer. It's yes or no. It's not dance around. Well, my comp- you know, they should be able to answer that pretty frankly. And then you could decide what's right for you or maybe you and your family. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the fixed indexed annuities, they work a little bit differently. They're tied to a particular market index. Let's say, for example, the S&P 500. So your investment will grow when that index goes up. However, 
when your mon- when the market goes down, it has a floor of zero. So it's possible you make nothing that year, right? But you can't lose anything. So a lot of talk and discussion about you know we're on this big you know bull market run. And when and how bad will the market correct? And so if the market corrected, you know, say upper 30s, 40% like it did in 2008, this product would return a zero. Right. Yeah, you're going to give up some of the upside, but you're willing to do that with a portion of your assets to protect the downside risk. And, you know, when we're talking about income streams, and, and it's, that's important, but it's also important building up those income streams and making sure you're not losing money along the way. A lot of people in retirement kind of go into what I like to call almost preservation mode. You know, you want to keep what you have where it is, obviously keep up with inflation and make money, but you're not necessarily shooting for the next Amazon stock or the next, you know, small cap stock anymore. You want to kind of preserve what you have and make sure you're not losing a lot of money. So this may be an alternative for those folks. Now, as Brad mentioned, in exchange for that protection, you're going to have some caps. You're going to have some limits on the growth. Maybe you might have a participation rate spread again. Well, we won't put you guys to sleep with all that today, but it's important to remember there's a lot of moving parts and like variable annuities, you know, they come with a time commitment. Right. Yeah, sometimes they're seven years, sometimes they're ten years, kind of like a CD where you have to keep the money in there for a certain period of time. And if you take the money out early, there are surrender charges and things like that. So, again, that fine print, you want to work with somebody that is going to kind of walk you through exactly how these products work. And another interesting feature on both variable and indexed annuities is they typically offer a lifetime income rider, meaning – I can create that lifetime income stream really like another pension, but I, it, it, the difference from the income annuity, I maintain more control. I can right. stop it, restart it, don't lose the balance necessarily if I pass away early. So right. could be an option for some folks, but that's one way to create that, that guaranteed lifetime income stream. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about dividend stocks, ETFs, real estate, maybe laddering some, some CDs, other opportunities to create that third leg, that pension income type stream for your retirement and join that. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show with Tony Drake. I'm a certified financial planner with Drake & Associates and Brad Allen's here today, one of our great uh, financial planners at the firm. And Talking today about a great topic on how to generate income in retirement. Big fear a lot of us have. Am I going to outlive my money? What we would call longevity risk. We covered annuities, Brad, and Mm -hmm. that might be one way to generate an income stream. And we're going to talk a little bit about dividend stocks and ETFs. Before we do that, we had a question that was emailed in this week. Yeah, so we had a question from Bill in Brookfield, and his question is on Social Security. Uh, He says, I'm taking my... I'm turning 66 next month. Everyone is telling me that I should take a spousal benefit. What does that mean? So um, walk us through that a little bit, Brandon. I think this is, you know, another big topic we get a lot. A lot of folks who have, you know, baby boomers, depending on the source, you hear ten to 12,000 people per day are right. turning 65. And, you know, do I take it at 62? Do I wait for full retirement? Do I delay it till 70? Yep. Do me and my spouse do something different? Is it going to be there? Scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, Social Security, they can fully fund it until 2034. At that point, it goes down to 79 cents on the dollar. Um, So I wouldn't worry too much right now if you're getting close to taking Social Security. I wouldn't worry too much about will it be there, will it not. I'd worry more so about what strategy is going to get me the most in the long run. And this is a great question for for that. You know, when we're talking about spousal benefits, uh, spousal benefits actually went away. The government got rid of them back in 2015, but they did grandfather some folks in if you were 62 by december 31st of 2015 you can still do a restricted application
application, it's called. Uh, so you go in the Social Security office, you say, I want to file a restricted application. And all that means is that you're going to take a spousal benefit based off your spouse. So you go in at your full retirement age and you say, I want to take my spousal benefit. And you're entitled to half of what your spouse is entitled to at their full retirement age. Wow. The nice thing about Social Security is you can take that spousal benefit, and all the while your own benefit goes up in the background. So hold on. So if I'm married, I can take half of my wife's – well, I have to find a wife. First, right? <laughs> I could take half of my wife's uh, Social Security right. and allow mine to grow till seven. Right. How much is that growing per year, Brian? From 62 to 66, it grows 6% per year. 66 to 70, it goes up 8% per year. So one of the things I ask, yeah, I mean, where else can you find? You can't look at CDs today and get 8%. So, you know, something that's guaranteed to grow might make sense. So in all the while, they're giving you what they call this free money, this spousal benefit, while yours is still growing. So it's definitely something you want to take a look at. It's a great question from Bill. Uh, that is something when we put together our 360 plan, our retirement plan, that is one of the first things that we look at. Social Security, I always say, is kind of the foundation of a retirement plan. Once you figure out how to take Social Security, you can kind of plan around that. When are you going to do with your pensions or when are you going to start drawing from the IRA? So, you know, that is something that we put into that retirement plan. Of those 500 strategies, what is the one that makes the most sense for you and your family? And for folks listening, we have a, some classes coming up if they want to learn more about Social Security and some other topics. Yeah, so on March 21st, we're going to be at Maggiano's Little Italy in Wauwatosa, and that's going to be one class at 10.30 a.m. and one class at 3.30 p.m., um, and it's going to be the RMD, taxation, and the effects on Social Security, so covering all the important topics that day. I mean, that's one of our most popular classes. Uh, it fills up very quickly, so if you do want to be a part of that, give us a call at 414-409-7226 or visit us at wealthwisconsin.com. So you can sign up right there, and I do apologize for folks that have been trying to get in. We've had a pretty tremendous waiting list. And yeah. Um, it's just difficult to manage that, and I, nothing I can do but but apologize. But for those, uh, we did open up this extra day this month, so if you're interested in coming to one of the educational courses, uh, please give us a call or join us. And a couple other ways, you know, we can generate income in retirement is you can buy dividend stocks in your IRA or other taxable investment accounts. Downside here is that your money's not guaranteed. We're taking risk in the market, so you got to think about whether you can tolerate market fluctuations. And you can also consider exchange-traded funds. I really like these, Brad, ETFs. They're like a basket of securities, which means they're going to give you some more diversification in an individual stock. And like any investment, though, you have to understand what you're buying. A couple things to consider with an ETF, volatility. There's some ETFs, you've heard about it recently with some of the volatility in the market, right. that take double or triple the leverage or the volatility of the underlying asset, meaning if I buy a triple oil ETF, you know, oil goes up a dollar, this will have triple that effect, and also when it loses. So it can really sting you. Probably not the best choice in retirement, but some people like that uh, action or volatility in the market. Yeah, and there's some other ETFs out there as well that are more so for retirement. I think the biggest thing we like about ETFs in retirement is they trade just like a stock. You know, with a mutual fund, you can't redeem your shares until the end of the business day. So if the market's going down at 9 o'clock, you call your broker and say, I need to move this. They can do that, but not till the end of the day. With an ETF, it trades just like a stock very quickly. So in retirement, that might be important for somebody who doesn't want to lose any money. And it could be really competitive from a fee standpoint. So like Brad said, you want to make sure they're not thinly traded, meaning you want to buy an ETF that has a lot of action each day so you can get in and out when you want. But they can be very competitive, typically some really low internal fees. But 
I really advocate finding a certified financial planner or firm that believes in education first. That's what we believe. We want to educate you so you can make appropriate investment decisions and feel involved in the process. You know, we're here to guide you, but really feel involved in the decisions that you're making. So after the break, we're going to talk about a few other options to create income and what other moves you can make to increase your income in retirement. Stick around. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Great fun topic today, Brad. Income. Everybody wants more income. Yeah, that's a big, uh, big question, right? A lot of folks are afraid about living that money, and, and income really helps us there. And so we talked about annuities as a way to generate income if you don't have a pension. Mm-hmm. We talked about dividend stocks and ETFs. And, you know, how about real estate? Yeah, real estate can be a great investment. I mean, investing in real estate can be a, a good move for additional income in retirement, but it can also be risky. You know, just like anything else you do with the market or something like that, some retirees will manage the the properties they rent. Others will hire a management company to to do to do that for them. Uh, if you go the second route, you're going to save some time, but the annual fees and, and some of that can add up. You may also consider investing in real estate investment trusts or REITs. They don't typ- typically correlate with the market, uh, which means REITs may not have the same volatility we're seeing on Wall Street these days. However, REITs can be just as risky. I mean, you just want to be careful with any type of investment like that. You want to know what you're getting yourself into. Are you going to be locked in for a certain period of time? And just look at the fine print ahead of time. Yeah, and REITs can be an alternative. I'm generally not a big fan of them. They mm-hmm. tend to have liquidity concerns. Right. Can be pretty. It can pay some incredible dividends. So it's great for income, but can be pretty difficult to get your investment back out. Another option is what we call CD ladders. So certificates of deposits or CDs. Like a savings account, typically bought through your bank, so you have that FDIC insurance. You deposit your money. In exchange, you're going to receive a set interest rate. Not the best, you know, exciting interest rates right now, but, you know, as we see the uh, the feds raise those interest rates, the savers will be happy. Borrowers won't, but right. <laughs> the savers will be happy. We'll see those go up. But CDs are low risk, you know, generally low or no fees on the downside. You know, you have to agree to leave your money untouched for a period of time or you risk getting hit with a penalty. They typically have a higher interest rates than savings accounts. You might maybe be able to get 2% return on your money if you meet certain minimums. You also get larger returns if you agree to longer time. So one strategy we talk about is to ladder them or staggering the maturities. For example, if you had $10,000 to invest, you could put $2,000 each into a one-year CD, another 2000 into a two-year, 2000 into a three-year, four-year, five-year, and so on. That way, if you don't need the money after one year, you can reinvest it. And also, if the interest rates change, you always have some money coming due right. so you can get into that higher interest rate environment. It can be a great forward. strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the biggest things you want to look at with CDs is, is inflation. Yeah. You know, uh, the price of milk today is not what it's going to be tomorrow, so how do we account for that? And um, I think that's know. a challenge today, right, with right. the interest rates right where they are. You're not yep. even keeping up with what we call purchasing power. You're losing money compared to inflation. Right, and that's why the market's been a little volatile the past couple of weeks because inflation is starting to go up. Interest rates are, are scheduled to maybe three or four times this year and something you just want to keep your eye on. But uh, right now it's not necessarily keeping up with that inflation rate. Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, the, the volatility can be scary. I, I think in particular we're coming off of this really stable period. I mean, 
the market volatility in 2017 was so low. Right. And really what we're seeing now isn't out of the norm, but it feels that way it because does. we just haven't had it, right? And it was, it was so high, you know, and, and it just kept going up and up and up. And, you know, what's happening, though, is the economy is doing so well, and that's one of the, the, the hard parts about why people don't, don't understand why the market's going down if the economy is doing so well. Yeah, and some of this is confusing. Please join us. We added an extra class this month, uh, you know, a lot of interest. We had a big waiting list. I apologize for that. But we added a great new class on March 21st. We have a morning group, afternoon group. We're going to talk about requirement of distributions, maximizing Social Security. Big topic, the new tax code. How does it affect me? What's in it for me, right? Mm -hmm. And what potential opportunities because that present for some tax strategy so we'd love for you to join us you can check it out at retirementreadyshow.com you can register right there retirementreadyshow.com or you can call during the week at 414-409-7226 love to answer your questions please send them in this week at questions at retirementreadyshow.com that's questions at retirementreadyshow.com. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. This is the Retirement Ready Show with WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.